0: in two thousand and twelve she and susan started discovering social which is a series of events webinars and resources focused on helping job seekers and human resource professionals incorporate social media into their everyday lives Sabrina is an active networker, both online and off. She serves as the director of the ILSHRM conference and is a blogger for SHRM's We Know Next. For the past two years, she has been a part of SHRM's blog squad at their national conference. My other guest is Susan Avello, a social marketing consultant and principal of Social Buzz Concepts, specializing in social media marketing solutions, community building and development in Chicago. She shares her knowledge of social media in the workplace and the latest in technology implementation over at HR Virtual Cafe blog, SHRM We Know Next and Social Media Today. She is passionate about helping job seekers and veterans with their social job search and personal online brand as co-founder of DiscoveringSocial.com. So welcome, ladies. This is great.
1: Hello. We're excited.
0: Good, good. Well, you know, we are just going to jump in. I'm not sure if either of the two of you are hearing that echo, but we're just going to ignore it because it's not going over the air. So we are doing well. Let's just kind of start. Um, you know, I I gave a presentation last week, and I had an interesting conversation with some people from a technical college, who said that one of the things that they are having so much trouble getting through to their students, you know, their their uh, potential new graduates, is that they need to be using social media, not just to you know talk about what they're you know what they're classes are what they're doing for the weekend but as a way to reach out and find potential jobs they've they've only used Facebook and Twitter things like that because they think LinkedIn is for the old people and right it was just one of those things that really struck me because the younger demographics really don't think that they need to be online and so what tips do you have for that younger demographic
2: well, I, I will just say about that, I, I recently heard, this is Susan, uh, a, a recruiter share the definition of their social recruiting as being where the candidates are. So that same thing applies to the individual, where are the recruiters? Recruiters are now on social media, and I think um, Sabrina has some of those stats that she might want to share.
0: Great.
1: Yeah, I think um, you know new grads are, or or even uh, individuals who are still in college are, are so interesting because they they are very social, extremely social. They're they're online, but to your point, LinkedIn to them is seen as kind of the old place. They don't really know how to use LinkedIn. They're on Facebook and Twitter, but they're not on there professionally. They're on there, um, you know, just to kind of talk to their friends and, and whoever. And, and so getting them to understand that the earlier they start and the earlier they start even on LinkedIn um, is going to help them in their job searches is kind of a big hurdle at times. Um, the The fact is that in the most recent survey, there are 93% of recruiters are using LinkedIn to source candidates. Wow. Um, that's, you know, almost all of them. So and that's both agency and corporate. You see a, a balance of agency recruiters and corporate recruiters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing is that recruiters are being very proactive. So instead of just posting jobs and getting thousands of candidates coming to them, they're going out and searching social media for the candidates they want before they ever even post a job. So um, candidates can actually be contacted by a recruiter and, and have a job that they didn't even know was open.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think especially so many of the, the, you know, the 20-somethings, they really just don't get what their online reputation might be. So how do you address that with them in ways that, you know, maybe they need to clean it up? Or, you know, what do you tell them, especially if you've looked back through their posts and you've thought, oh, <laughs> this is not going to get you a job.
2: Right. Yeah, uh, think- you know, your posts. Go ahead,
0: Sabrina. You know, I think
2: it's just um,
1: talking about branding. Susan talks a lot about branding. We've done a lot of webinars about branding. But, but getting them to understand branding and how um, they appear. So this image that they want to project. How do you want to be known? Um, what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for the crazy pictures that you have on Facebook of what you did last weekend, or do you want to be known as a professional who is embarking on this new journey um, and is looking for a serious career? And, and it can be very difficult to get them to understand the difference. A lot of people will say, oh, well, I use Facebook privately. That's not for my job search. Well, that's fine, but people are searching Facebook. So, you know, whether whether you use it privately or not, it, it doesn't really matter. And, mm-hmm. and getting them to understand kind of this image you have this total image that you want to project um, and, and how do you want that to be portrayed online is, is really important. And, and people are sometimes reluctant to go back and kind of clean things up. Um, but when they start to think about their total brand, I think they, they start to get it and, and we will go back in and help, you know, remove pictures or do whatever they need to
2: do. Well,
0: and, and Susan, I know you work with branding. What tips do you have?
2: I, You know, I, I always tell folks, if you think that whatever, uh, that, that you have any kind of really privacy on social media, the, the truth to that is you really don't. You can change your settings and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, people need to realize that whenever you put something out online, it's pretty much going to be there, and it's going to be there forever. So, you know, like Sabrina said, it's all about how you want to be known. And you know, I still have difficulty with my 22 year old daughter understanding this. And and I tell her, look, this is what I do for a living. You know, take my word for it. Don't <laughs> be, don't start posting everything um, online that you don't want a potential employer to find that that could be looking for you or that could come to bite you in the rear, you know, later on. And so, just. Thinking about those, and especially on um, LinkedIn and maybe Twitter, it's a little bit different than Facebook, uh, being a little bit more professional about what you share. And um, we can't stress that enough because it's just, you know, it's it's so important because there are recruiters out there searching for you. It's just like the way that social media is going. and this, And we can use Facebook as an example of you could type something about, Um, I want to go to the mall, or or I'm looking for shoes. I found these cool shoes. And then you're starting to see all these ads of all these shoe places online or in your area come up on the side, and you're like, wow, I wonder how that happened. Well, it's because you shared that. Mm -hmm. So these marketers are now finding you, and that's the same thing that Sabrina was expressing, that recruiters are now looking for you online by the keywords that you use in your bios and uh and that kind of thing and, 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 and that are searchable does that make sense
0: it does you know and one of the things that i always uh, tell kids when I'm working with them is that they need to tighten down their privacy settings you know it's it's funny that whole generation as somebody put it they grew up in a fishbowl so they really don't see any need to have privacy settings but especially during a job search they do do you find that happens a lot that they don't have any privacy at all and that's part of the problem
2: well, I think that's some of it, and, and they'll tell you, well, if that company, if they don't like what I'm sharing, they won't hire me, but there'll be a company out there that will. And, you know, that's just really not the way to really look at that, and, and I do think that is an issue, and that's why Sabrina and I are really trying to host, host these webinars and share these kinds of things with folks in their job search and um, to help them understand the reality of it is and and sabrina has that great perspective and we're both in that recruiter and hr hiring manager world mm-hmm. so we understand what they're actually doing we're not just guessing or making this stuff right. up we actually know by the conversations that we hold with them sabrina's a recruiter so she knows what she she does and what she looks for so it's it's having that background and knowing, being in this space, I think is, is, is what's helped us understand really how to be able to teach folks, how to connect with those folks online, what to share online, how to how to um, pose themselves and, and their branding online. So, yeah, I, I think that's definitely something that we try to get across.
1: And I think that people will – they will click a privacy setting or they'll set them to kind of low, I guess, and and then they think that that's enough. You know, especially uh, Facebook is a great example of that where they go in and they click their privacy settings and they, they set them to what they think are acceptable. And what they don't realize is there are people out there uh who are recruiters and more so called sourcers that their job is to almost be like hackers i mean their right. their job is to find really difficult to find candidates and they're really good at searching the web and breaking not illegally but, right. but, but you know breaking the barriers of privacy settings and and they're they're really good at it and so you know getting people to realize you you if you're going to use facebook for personal stuff and it's not something that you want uh, an employer to ever see you really need to have it Lock down like Fort Knox. Not just mm-hmm. click a privacy setting here and there, but you really need to lock it down as much as you possibly can. Even then, there's no guarantee that people aren't going to find it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is hard to make them understand that, um, you know, just because you click a, bu- a button doesn't mean that, that everything you say is completely private. It's just, it's on the internet. It's out mm-hmm. there and, and you can't have 100% privacy no matter what you do.
0: Right. You know, and and I've shared this uh, story before with some of my listeners, but I had uh, actually twice this happened where someone called me on, you know, the regular old telephone and said that they were interviewing someone that I was Facebook friends with and they wanted to know, you know, what I thought of them. And the first one was a family member that I had never worked with, and so that's what I told the recruiter. I said, you know, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to comment. And she said, oh, but, you know, what type of post does she do? And I said, you know – I don't know when she's joking. I don't know if she's serious. So it wouldn't be appropriate. And that person was actually very upset that I wouldn't kind of give them a little dish. You know, I know what they were doing wasn't illegal. It might have been a little questionable ethically. But I think that's something people need to keep in mind is, you know, it is pretty easy anymore because we are so interconnected. That once somebody starts getting quite a few connections, there's a pretty good possibility that some of those privacy settings are a little different because of the friends of friends and things like that.
1: Oh oh definitely. And I think that, you know, there's a huge debate in the HR space that goes on and has been going on for years now since the dawn of social media about should we do that? Should we as recruiters and hiring managers mm-hmm. do exactly what happened to you? Should we reach out to friends of friends and, and ask questions? And um, you know, you, you have I think the majority that say, No, we need to be very careful about how we go about mm-hmm. that and then you have some that that' say it's fine, it's out there, so why shouldn't you be able to ask about it? but um, yeah, recruiters again they're they're very savvy at um, connecting with people. you know once you connect with somebody on LinkedIn, you have access to all of their connections and, right and you know you just start going down the list and you just start adding up all of those connections and and Facebook is the same way. you know you friend somebody and then you can see in your news feed. People's activity that you're not even friends with because you're friends with that middle person, and so it right. just becomes this huge web. Um, and and that's the, the the recruiters and hiring managers that are really good at digging. That's how they end up getting mm-hmm. to you. And and some of them will reach out and ask friends or family questions that you know maybe they should or shouldn't ask. But all they need is one person to give them an answer mm-hmm. on you, and and then they have the information they need.
0: Well, and to me, it's really not all that different from, say, someone is, you know, a, a member of an alumni association and you get an alumni directory. You know, so you go and you look there and and maybe it's a printed thing or you go to an alumni meeting. So you've met these people face to face. You know, it's really no different from asking someone in the real world, hey, what do you think about, you know, so and so and asking them online. We just have much more opportunity, I think, to ask people about them online. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: I agree. To me, that one of the other big things that you know, it's just one of those that I tell everybody they need to do is turn off tagging on Facebook. You know, that's why I've seen too many people get in trouble. Is you know, somebody thinks, "Hey, this is a cute picture." Whether it applies to their friend or not, they tag them in it, and then it goes in their newsfeed. And holy moly, it can cause all sorts of problems.
2: Yeah, picture. Yeah, and
0: are
1: the I
2: <laughs> Sorry, <Go ahead>. Sabrina. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was just, just going to say, you know, you can set those notifications to notify you when someone tags you, mm-hmm. and have and and you have to approve them. Right. Um, I I I set mine to that for a while, and then I got tired of it, so I just um, uh, cut it off completely. But um, yeah, Sabrina's right. She was going to mention, you know, pictures are the number one thing that. Especially recruiters, I think, are are looking for, and Mm -hmm. and you know, you could. It's so easy to go out with friends. I did a post not long ago on um, on in the HR space on how we get to these conferences, and we just let our hair down, and we're drinking and having care, you know, doing karaoke, and we're all Instagramming. Uh, So that's that's the image that we're building then on. on Instagram, right? So we're tagging folks on it, and our eyes are all red and bloodshot, and so it's—it's just my—I my thing is, if you're gonna go out um, and and just party all night, you know, just. Just tell your friends no pictures tonight, no tagging, and like you said, turn off those tagging things within Facebook. I think Um, Instagram maybe not, um, although a lot of recruiters are starting to use Instagram. I think more being more concerned with those on on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pictures pictures are really a double
1: edged sword because I think uh, definitely um, you have to have them. You know, there's a a study that says that on LinkedIn there's a 40% chance that you're going to get a click if you have a picture in your profile rather than not. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Twitter, people talk about the eggheads on Twitter. Nobody wants to follow an egghead. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so you have to have pictures. It's important for people to be able to connect with you because this is, these are social networking sites. They want to connect with the person. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you don't want to have pictures that depict you in a light that you wouldn't want to be seen in in public. And I think that's, they, they can, pictures can be extremely tricky.
0: Well, and, of course, a picture on LinkedIn really does need to be a professional picture. You know, we can get away with a picture on Facebook of the motorcycle, the dog, you know, whatever. But on on LinkedIn, it needs to be your photo and and a picture that is, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a $300 picture that you went and paid, you know, somebody for headshots. You know, a passport picture will work. Or, you know, these kids these days, of course, everybody has smartphones. They can take a picture with that. But, you know, it, it is kind of that first impression. And so many people are forgetting that that's a first impression. And so they have, you know, the picture there of, uh, you know, the, they've, uh, their LinkedIn picture of their dog. Well, really? Is that what what you wanted people to see?
1: Yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn, I definitely totally agree. LinkedIn has to be professional. It doesn't have to be professionally done your point that it does have to be a, a professional picture I had you know candidates recently um, that, that had unprofessional pictures on LinkedIn and the hiring manager was leery about that you know they mm-hmm. they were and they weren't doing anything bad they weren't drinking or but they were I think they were a kind of Disney World you know was just a Mickey Mouse or something and, and the hiring manager was like wow was she really mature enough for this job you know just because LinkedIn is that professional place
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's my this is what I tell folks. It's it's Facebook is a different. It's like your living room kind of. So you can kind of get away with some uh a little bit likes. But I always encourage people if you're going to especially in your job search or your or your branding,
3: it,
2: it would be nice to have your um LinkedIn and your Twitter photo the same. So that if people are searching for your your easily recognizable extra Mm -hmm. brand, people automatically see it. And and it doesn't have to be the case, but it's a good thing to keep those profile photos if you get a nice one on Google or in uh, Twitter, and and they're they're kind of consistent across Mm -hmm. those platforms. I I just think that's a a good rule of thumb.
0: Now, I know that uh, Sabrina, especially you focus on working with kind of those specialty markets, and we've talked a lot about uh, the the younger you know the the recent college graduates, but now let 's move to baby boomers who may be absolutely completely totally terrified of doing anything on social media you know they don 't even have a LinkedIn profile or if they do it 's you know five or six years out of date. They think Facebook is just a, a big invasion of privacy. And, you know, heaven forbid they use Twitter. What tips do you tell them to get them to really use social media as a, a great way in, to, as a great tool in their job search?
1: Yeah, baby boomers are, are definitely interesting just because many of them are finding themselves in a job search after 20 years. So not only is social media changed, everything has changed. I mean, literally the way you write a resume, uh, many of them didn't even have resumes because they didn't need those so many years ago. They just filled out an application. And so Mm -hmm. um, I I do get a lot of resistance and I can tell the minute that I start saying something about social media, their eyes kind of roll back in their head. They're like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm not. (laughs) Especially I'm
0: guessing if it's a man. uh, Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And so what I find is that I I do have to spend some time convincing them um, at least LinkedIn. I am not uh, somebody who says you have to be on every network, uh, especially as a job seeker. I think you have to find what works for you. I do think that the majority of job seekers need to be on LinkedIn. And so mm-hmm. I sit down and show them the value. Things like when you search for a job, the fact that you can see who posted that job and who you're connected to that can introduce you to that job, where else can you get that? You cannot get that on a job board. You can't get that by walking in and handing in your resume. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have to sit down and really show them this is not – it's different from Facebook. It's it's an, here are the opportunities. Opportunities that LinkedIn gives you to uh, that are very different than anywhere else, and, and you can't find this value. And normally, when I do that, when I give them the the value of connecting with people and finding their connections and getting the introductions, they'll get on board. It may take a little while, but they'll they'll get on board, and at least um, go in with LinkedIn. It works Mm -hmm. really well too for introverts. I find if the person is more introverted, I can usually get them to use LinkedIn better than somebody who's more extroverted just because LinkedIn is a perfect place for us, uh, more introverted people to connect and not have to kind of be face to face and figure out what to say. So, Mm -hmm. um, it, it can take some convincing, but you know, you just have to show the benefits and, and then, you know, and they'll, they'll start, They'll they'll not use it for a couple of weeks and see that they're not getting any results, and then they'll say, okay, let's do this LinkedIn thing. Let's see if there's really anything to it. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Well, and Susan, what are your tips for the baby boomers who, you know, might not even know that they have a personal brand? What do you tell them about that?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting because I deal with it firsthand because I'm married to a boomer. (laughs) <laughs> and um i've been trying to work with him on this for several years now <laughs> i do have him on linkedin and i do have him understanding that there, as far as linkedin is concerned too there's a great way that you can get on linkedin mm-hmm. and and now his best friend is google i've got you can google anything hun <laughs> and find pretty much what you want so now he, he's got it on his new smartphone that i just added to to his new phone, and I'm like, "Here, all you have to do is hit this little button and Google anything you want." Because I was becoming his Google uh, master. Mm-hmm. And so uh, on LinkedIn, you can you can really. I, I tell him you can go on here. You can check the company out. You can see who works there, and and um, and just being able to Google any information that you want as far as finding out about. About the company, so that you have some point of reference when you go into an interview, you can mm-hmm. you'll you'll know the background of the company. I think those are things that set you apart. But it is difficult, and Sabrina was she hit it on the head because you know they they a lot of them they don't understand that they, they, even the whole process of going online and 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 filling out an application online and um especially a lot of them that are 45 minutes to an hour it takes you to do that i mean they're time to do that it just places like lowes and, and home depot and those kinds of things so you know it is challenging um but you know and and they get very frustrated a lot of them. i know my husband does because he's like i don't understand mm-hmm. and um so it is. It is challenging, but feeding them a little bit at a time, I think, and and getting them to practice. Okay, here's your home. I love giving homework <laughs> to people that I have. and mm-hmm. then I want to know the next time I I meet with you, have you done your homework? Mm-hmm. Because we can't move on until we get this done. Mm-hmm. So I think giving little pieces, uh, little bits at a time and giving them ways to do it and not just sitting there and doing it for them, that has not helped in my efforts. Right. Mm-hmm. But letting them, sitting down and try. And that's hard for me a lot of times because it's easier for me to just do it for you, but then mm-hmm. they're not learning how to do it. So it's, it's very challenging, but it's not something that can't be done mm-hmm. and we're seeing it all the time. There are a lot of boomers out there that are really getting getting with their their uh, brand and especially uh, finding out how to use Twitter, getting in on, the, on some Twitter chats and and things like that to, to, uh, to get their brand built and I mm-hmm. think that's that's an amazing thing.
0: Well, and as you were talking, you know, I thought of something, and I've, I've never asked an HR person this because, you know, it, it it just never occurred to me until just now. You know, you do a lot of research on potential candidates. What about if a candidate has researched you and comes in and says something about what they found out about you online? What do you think about that?
1: you know i love it uh, when i call a candidate um and i'm having a phone screen or whatever and they say oh i looked you up on linkedin i, I checked out your website i'm an independent recruiter so um you know, i don't work for a company but mm-hmm. um if they say i checked out your website or i you know now i follow you on twitter you know i think it's fantastic i think it shows me that they are serious about their research. Just like mm-hmm. when I when I call a candidate, I wanna know that they've done some research on the company. You know, I, I wanna right. know that they it shows me that they're interested when they've taken mm-hmm. the time to sit down and find out information. Mm-hmm. I had a candidate just last week who um, not only had just looked at the website, most candidates will at least look at the company website, but this candidate had gone and found news articles. They had found a new initiative uh, wow. that had been posted that this company was doing. I mean, they had really, really dug and it was super impressive. And mm-hmm. I had two candidates that on paper, you know, their skills and qualifications were the same, but this one particular candidate was so impressive with their research and how excited they were that they, they came out to be my top candidate. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, doing the research, it's, I tell job seekers, you have to do the research for you too. You're not the only, you know, the company's not just interviewing you, you're interviewing mm-hmm. the company. And so you want to do research to make sure this is a place you want to work and these are people you want to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and using social media in that way, looking at the recruiters online, looking at their LinkedIn profile, if they're on Twitter, following the company on Twitter, you know, those sorts of things, joining the Facebook page, that's going to help you make sure you know that this is really a place you want to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, one thing that I love, and, and this is something that Sabrina and I share all the time, is Glassdoor, dot rcom This is a great place to go find out if you're about a potential company that you're going to interview with. Find out what it's like to work there because employees, past employees, present employees, are, are posting what it's like, what the culture is like to work there, um, bad and good, and it's a great source of information. You can, it's, you can also uh, search for jobs on there and that kind of thing, set alerts. Um, to come to your email, Mm -hmm. but um, it's a great place to do some research on the company that you're looking into working with or or interviewing with, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think uh, because we have the Internet, it, it allows for such great information finding. I know when I was trained in sales and it's pretty much when you're a job seeker these days, you've got to think of yourself as you're trying to sell yourself to this company. So when we were trained in sales over the years, we were trained to do all the research that you can. I remember one time when I had a potential client I was going to meet with and I just did a quick search on the internet, found out where he had gone to college and what things that he liked and some awards that he had gotten. The first thing i go in there, and I'm like, hi, I heard about your blah, 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 your awards, and you went to school. I sold that thing within 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I sold that because I showed that I did my homework. Mm-hmm. I was interested. I kind of found that common ground that mm-hmm. they always tell you to look for, right. to mm-hmm. have conversations, Um and those are good things to look for, you know, and, I, and, and LinkedIn, you know, we can get on there. We can look at the hiring manager, the person that we're interviewing with. We can see their profile and, and some of the times we can find information about finding that common ground mm-hmm. to have something to talk about, to show you're, you actually do have a personality. You're not just there and going to just talk about business. Mm-hmm. So I think that we have that at our disposal with the internet, and it's a great source. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that we've made some valid points here that folks need to really um, take take. Cool. Well,
0: amazingly enough, ladies, we are already at the bottom of the hour, so it's time for us to take a break. We are getting just a little bit of feedback from both of you on the sound. So if uh, during the break, if you could hang up and just call right back in, then we will pick up after uh, all of the ads. Uh, So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes.
3: Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant To Mile High Radio, MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure.
4: Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal, yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, sew on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for milehighradio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel.
0: Are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And today we are really focusing on how to use social media to promote yourself in a job search. And with me are two great guests, Susan Avello and Sabrina Baker. The first thing I would like you ladies to do is tell people how they connect with you. So Susan, how do people connect with you?
2: So I'm all over the place. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Susan Avello, and I'm at Susan Avello on Twitter, and um, my Facebook page is Social Buzz Concepts, mm-hmm. and um, I'm on Google Plus. So yeah, connect with me there. Great,
0: and Sabrina. <laughs>
2: Yeah, pretty much
1: the same thing. I'm on LinkedIn as Sabrina Baker, uh, Twitter at Sabrina L. Baker on some of the sites. I had to add my initial um, <laughs> Facebook, Acacia HR Solutions website. Um, if you go to my website, Acacia HR Solutions, you can see how to connect with Great. me. And then we also have Discovering Social, or the website Discovering Social, and you can uh, get info on both
0: of us there. hmm Right. Well, before the break, one of the things we were talking about was really using social media as a tool to do a lot of research. And you know, I I had a friend one time who was uh, considering transferring from Denver to Cleveland. I'm not quite sure why, but um, yeah. You know, she and so she went on LinkedIn and she found people who had worked there and were currently working there. Reached out to them. She was very open, very honest. Told them, you know, what was going on. She was looking about uh, thinking about coming out for an interview and wanted their feedback. And she said, you know, some of them responded. Some of them completely ignored her. But one person said, you know, be careful. The company is getting ready to declare bankruptcy. And her first thought was, okay, well, maybe he has a buddy who applied for the same job, but she did enough other research to determine that that was correct. And she was able then when she went in to, for her interview to use that as part of her negotiation that you know, what would happen if they relocated her out there and then went bankrupt. Is that something that you see people doing more and more of or was that just kind of a, an anomaly?
1: It's something I wish people would do more and more of. I mean, especially in moving from state to state, um, what you described is called an informational interview, and it's when you reach out to people who aren't in the hiring process, so not the Mm -hmm. recruiters, not the hiring managers, but just additional people in the company and try and get feedback from them and Mm -hmm. what – she did is what we really try and and tell people to do and what a great way to leverage social media to do that it's so much mm-hmm. easier than calling the company and trying to to find people mm-hmm. Um, using LinkedIn to find people who have worked there, who haven't worked there. To your point, you do have to be careful about is someone just disgruntled and going to give me false information. Mm -hmm. But it's a great starting point for you then to start digging. Um, And the more research you do, I just did a a salary negotiation, negotiation webinar last week, and that's one of the things I talked about is the more research you do, the more leverage you have because if you can show proof, or so you know, what's out there in the media of, hey, this is what's going on with the company, this is what they're saying, Um, you know, you have that for leverage in negotiating anything, whether it be relocation or salary or, you know, something down the road. And so Mm -hmm. research is huge, and job seekers, I think, don't do enough of it, even though it's one of those things we preach all of the time.
0: Great. Well, now I want to move on to one of those other specialty areas that, that, Sabrina, you focus on, and that's veterans. How can veterans who, you know, maybe they've been in the military for five years or maybe they were career military, and especially if they've been career military and they're, you know, trying to, to get back into civilian life, how do they use social media as a way to really uh, start that process?
1: Yeah, veterans is something that Susan and I are, are starting to dive into right now, um, kind of diving into it kind of hard just because it's it's something that she's very passionate about and and really wanted to focus on um, over the next couple of months with Discovering Social. You know, the, the hardest thing with veterans is getting – Um, them and HR professionals or recruiters to understand each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Veterans obviously speak in military terms. (laughs) Um, Their titles on their resume are military titles. Right. And the average HR professional recruiter does not know what that means. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand, well, does corporal mean good or bad? Does that mean Mm -hmm. high up the ranks? Does it mean low? And so Mm -hmm. um, we veterans can use social media just like really anybody else. But what they have to do is be able to speak in the language of us regular folks Mm -hmm. and and us people that don't understand what what all of their acronyms and and things mean. And and the key is not only translating, but being able to help us figure out how that skill translates into the Mm -hmm. workplace. Right. Um, so if you led 50 men, because when when we when the average person thinks of a, a military person, we think of somebody on the front line with a gun shooting at mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more, obviously, that they do. And so getting us to understand those transferable skills, and, and it's, it's all really in how they communicate to us what they've done. Um, and so their their method for using social media isn't necessarily different, but their communication, the way they speak, the way they explain what they've done is definitely different.
2: Hmm. I'd never thought of it.
1: Yeah, and we right now are putting together uh, training for HR people, HR professionals, recruiters, to understand. So when you get a military resume and it has all of these military terms on it, it has all these acronyms, it has all these skills that you don't know what they mean, Mm -hmm. how do you translate that? How do you not just disregard it and say, "Oh, they're probably not a fit, but how do you translate that into, you know, the, the job, the candidate that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to work, again, on both sides of the fence to get HR people and, and recruiters up to speed as well as veterans. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and of course, one of the problems could easily be that what they've done, they can't talk about. (laughs) And so then it's, you literally have gaps where, you know, maybe what they were doing was classified or, you know, some things like that. So how do you have them deal with things like that? Um, You know, that that certainly gets tricky, Um, but I think that as
1: long as they can give an overarching theme of Mm -hmm. skills that they were using. Right, so So they were a um,
0: manager or they worked with budgets or.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. I I hire a lot of field service engineers, and a lot of those are former military. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they they have those those places where they'll say, well, I can't really tell you what I was doing here, like the mission, but I can tell you. You know, kind of my skills that I was using, and that that's helpful. Okay, just just tell me, were you working on a tank? Were you working on a plane? You know, that sort of thing. Even if you don't, if you can't tell me exactly the details, and so mm-hmm. I think the overarching skills are really what what we need to draw out. And again, us as HR professionals, recruiters, we've got to get better at drawing that out and asking those questions.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Susan, for and I a- think that. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to ask from from a, a branding perspective, how does that work with a, a veteran? You know, How do they work on their personal brand?
2: Well, it's really difficult. I'm working with um, a, a veteran right now who actually has uh, some HR training and trying to figure out how to brand that. You know, he's coming up with all these creative ideas, but they're not necessarily good. So trying to... <laughs> To help him really get a gist on how to put that into words. And, and it, it, like, it, it's all basically what Sabrina just said, you know, learning how to say these things, how to communicate these in writing on his personal brand has been a, a real challenge, and we're working on that now. One of the things that I I, I think is uh, so wonderful is that now companies are really starting to, even on their LinkedIn pages, put on the very bottom of these job descriptions and, and their company pages that they're a veteran-friendly um, company, and veterans can really look at this and see, oh, they really do want to hire veterans uh, maybe they're just saying that I don't know, but they can certainly google companies you know there we go with Google again, I think that's my best friend we can they can certainly Google companies that hire veterans in their area and come up with a great um, list. Of companies that are that are using that for marketing purposes and trying to get the word out that they're that yes they they do hire veterans mm-hmm. they have um, a plan in place, and that's something that from a veteran they can do on when they're trying to figure out what companies to target mm-hmm. um, in their area that may be hiring veterans um, so so going from that looking at it from that angle, finding out, you know, make a list of some companies that they're looking to connect with um, that they would like to work for, Finding, doing the research, as we mentioned, and doing some research on LinkedIn, and then trying to um, really um, figure out how to use those uh, attributes that you may have that you had in the military and trying to transfer those over into what you're putting in your LinkedIn profile that's going to be searchable that folks are looking for, but it's going to then have to, again, be words that the actual HR or the, uh, the job is uh, looking for. Mm-hmm. So looking at that job description and then putting some of those keywords into your LinkedIn profile and your resume that's that's just uh, smart sense mm-hmm. right there. Something that I encourage folks to do, and that's what we're working on with this veteran that I'm that I'm currently helping.
0: Right. Do you know? You know, I'm I'm a big proponent of LinkedIn groups. Do you know of any LinkedIn groups that are specific for veterans transitioning back into civ- the civilian workforce?
2: I, there, there are, I- and I'm gonna go ahead, go Sabrina. On. I'm gonna look for the ones that I'm involved in, so I can mentioned those.
1: Yep, I was just going to do the same thing. I just found one um,
2: a couple of weeks ago
1: that's been really, really good. There are tons of, if you just search military or veterans, you will come up with tons and tons and tons of groups. Um, Let me see if I can
2: find
0: them. Well, and I would think, too, that one of the things that especially a, a military person Needs to get used to is reaching out to the non military people. So, whether it's through Facebook, through LinkedIn, you know, really, really expanding that database of people that they can contact because they never had to do that before. You know, it was, it might have been a spouse, it might have been a friend, but you know, you really didn't care about what they could do. And it never really occurred to them that now those people are the people who. Have the potential job references, have the you know the the places that they should be suggesting that they network. So to me, I would think getting them so actively involved in all of the social media sites would be just very beneficial.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely is. I mean, getting them embedded and building their connections because a lot of the connections that they have, to your point, are military connections, and so getting them to kind of branch out and reach beyond. Um, their closest friends or, or coworkers is is really important and and mm-hmm. it's important not only in finding them a job but in just in helping them transition, I think back into everyday life. Um, there are several groups on LinkedIn. There's one here called Homefront Illinois. We're where here in Chicago. And uh, there's one that, that that LinkedIn group is solely about the transition. It's not necessarily a job search group, but it's solely mm-hmm. about how do you transition back into everyday life. And so um, there's, there's tons of resources, I think, out there that, that are willing to and, and passionate about helping veterans in that, that sense. Mm-hmm. One of the groups that I'm involved in, I just got involved a couple weeks ago and it seems to be a really good one. It's called U.S. Veteran Recruiter Candidate Connection. And so it's solely for veterans and recruiters to be able to come on. You have recruiters posting jobs. You have people posting blog posts about, um, you know, transitioning into the job search or how to make sure you're, you're conducting an effective job search. And it seems to be a good, a good connecting group that's kind of trying to bridge that gap between mm-hmm. recruiters and candidates.
2: Great. Yeah, I'm. I'm on a, a group in, in LinkedIn. It's called Hiring Our Heroes, and um, it, it's just a great group. we uh, veterans and um, companies. Even I know Best, Best Buy. They're part of that group, and mm-hmm. they discuss. You know, a lot of companies are in this group that they share what they're they're doing to help hire veterans and then you have a lot of veterans in the group and then a lot of HR uh, professionals are in this and it's just a great, it's not not so much everyone just posting links as as we've seen, everybody's been burned out on in a lot of these LinkedIn groups. Just everyone's posting their links, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um, so it's a lot of uh, great information. But it's about local events, uh, national events that are going on. And it just seems to be a great effort, I think, as far as uh, helping the veteran transition. It, mm-hmm. It's an excellent group. I would highly recommend that one. Again, it's Hiring Our Heroes. Great.
0: Cool. You know, and it's it brings back the point that social media is all about interconnecting with people. You know, whether it's Facebook, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Twitter, whether it's, it's whatever, it's being able to reach out to people And ask them for help, you know, and I think that tends to be one of the things that a job seeker hesitates to do, you know, they either push it too hard, hey, you know, I'm out of a job, 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 I'm out of a (laughs) job, or they, they don't want to bother their friends. So, you know, there is kind of that happy medium of letting your friends know that you are looking for a job. Of course, you know, it doesn't really work if you are currently employed, you have to be a little tactful with this, but a... it it is such a good way for people to remind folks that you're looking. Absolutely. And I think there's the
1: one thing that I tell people all the time about social media is that it lets you connect with people you would otherwise never have the chance to connect with. Mm -hmm. Um, Susan and I were lucky enough just a few weeks ago to have lunch with a friend of ours who we met online that was in from London. We would have Mm -hmm. never met him had we not connected with him on social media. And asking for help, uh, one of our friends, uh, HR professional right now has a whole campaign, Hire Victorio, on social media. And that's his, you know, he's trying to find his next role. And people uh-huh. are so supportive of him. He's being very transparent. He's not overdoing it. So he's not every day, you know, I need a job, right. I need a job. He's just, you know, hey, will you retweet this link that that is my resume and, and those sorts of things. And he has this whole a campaign that people are being mm-hmm. so supportive of. People want to help. I think in, in just their general nature, they want mm-hmm. to help when they can. And so, um, you know, social media is a great way to reach out to your friends and kind of do I, I call it just a little email marketing of your job search and just say, mm-hmm. you know, hey I'm looking, here's what I'm looking for. If you can help me, great. If I can help you, let me know. You know, it's a it's a total reciprocal thing. And as long as you play it that way, people are usually more than willing to do whatever they can to help you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the community is such a powerful thing, and social media expands uh, that community reach. And so I always tell folks, you know, you want to be building, you want to be purposely building that online community so that if and when you do need it, um, you know, that community is there and you Mm -hmm. can pull in that support and you've already built those relationships. So then, you don't have a problem with going. Hey, I know that you work with a lot of recruit. And th- I have this all the time happen to me, especially on Facebook, because I try to share a lot of open jobs in the area and and some things that I'm doing to help veterans. And and then I have a lot of people message me going, Hey, I just had it over the weekend. Hey, my wife was she's being let like, go with her job uh, with her. Um, employer that she's with right now here's what she's doing or, or here's what she's been doing the past 25 years I really would like it if you could help connect her with some of your recruiter friends mm-hmm. and so I you know I just simply said you'll send me her resume or whatever and and uh, you know it, it, it's, it's such a great thing because I love helping my community uh, it's not like someone's just coming in off the street that I don't know and going mm-hmm. hey can you help me connect with uh, someone to help me get a job, they've already built that, we've already built that relationship in this community. And so it makes it a lot easier when you do need to go to them to ask, hey, do Mm -hmm. you mind helping me? And that's the great thing about social media.
0: You know, and, and the big thing that I tell people is it's not really who you're connected to, it's who they're connected to. And you know to to bring this back around to what we were talking about at the very start that really is something that is so important especially with what you've been posting online you know maybe i always like the people who tell me i'm only on facebook for personal use okay that's great i mean you know there's there's no rules about about any of this but if say they've been posting that they hate their job so much that they leave early or they're not doing a great job or you know all those things because they're just posting to their friends Well, what if their friend knows of a great job opportunity and they're thinking, you know what, I'm not going to put my personal reputation on the line, so I'm not even going to tell this person about this potential job.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, it it definitely goes both ways. And and there are um, people who I, you know, have known my whole life and would call me, have called me and asked me to help them, you know, help refer them to a job or refer them to a connection, and I wouldn't do it because of Mm -hmm. the stuff that they have put on, online and I just didn't want to, didn't want to burn my bridge with my mm-hmm. connection because they would potentially be a bad employee. And right. so, you know, again, you're absolutely right. I think you have to be so careful because you never know. And, and, and that friend may not tell you that they wouldn't refer you to that job, but mm-hmm. you know, they're just not going to do it just because of, of the stuff that you're putting out there. So you have mm-hmm. to be very, very careful. There's, it's, it's a fine line. People want you to be transparent and they want you to be authentic, but you know, there is a filter of course that you have to use as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, they want you to be authentic and transparent and happy and <laughs> you don't want to hear all your bad stuff. But I, I, I noticed that there were 44% of recruiters were saying that trashing your employer on social media is going to land you in the reject pile. Oh,
0: definitely. They're going
2: to look at that. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be very careful about what you share, mm-hmm. and you know we are hearing so much of uh, a lot of lawsuits and things that are going on in the way of Applebee's and what happened with mm-hmm. the waitress there, and that kind of thing. So you have to be really careful what you share about your where you're working mm-hmm. and uh, what your coworkers are doing and how you hate your boss and. Um, how ugly they are, whatever. You know, you, it's just you just want to have some have some sense in that. Be smart about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and you know, I've I've seen people who think there's a line between. So you know, they'll be very professional on LinkedIn they're very different on say Twitter or Facebook. Um, one of the best examples I ever saw and this was several years ago this gentleman was up for a C level position. So, you know, a very high salary type of thing. He had a fabulous LinkedIn profile. He even had a very good Facebook profile. You know, they interviewed him, the company thought he was great. He gave notice, you know, he was ready to leave. And then, you know, for whatever reason they checked then, as opposed to, to, you know, prior, but they, they looked at his Twitter account. And on Twitter, it was like it was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But what he posted on Twitter was that he had, he didn't think that his company was paying him enough, and so he'd been stealing from them and it wasn't money but it was you know pencils a ream of paper you know all those various things but of course the thought process is if you steal a little bit then you might steal a lot and so the company went back rescinded their offer and of course he'd already given notice at the job so he you know he really got himself in big trouble because he didn't think anybody would look at what he was posting on twitter
1: yeah i mean people are are looking everywhere recruiters are really you know they are on all three sites, and they may not be active. Actually, mm-hmm. four. If you throw in Google Plus, they may not be mm-hmm. active on all four, but they're out there. And if they're going to go and search for you, they're going to search across all of the sites and, mm-hmm. and pull up whatever they can find. I've heard stories of people who come out of an interview and get on Twitter and trash the recruiter or trash mm-hmm. the fact that they had to wait too long for the recruiter to come out and interview mm-hmm. them, and you know whatever it is. And then the recruiter calls them and says, "Well, you know, since you had to wait." Uh, you know, kind of quoting their tweet, and, yes. and they're not going to you the <laughs> position. And so, yeah, I mean, they're they're on all the sites, and and they they will look if they're going to if they have the propensity to look on one, they're going to look on all of them and, mm-hmm. and see what you're putting out there.
3: Well,
0: and you mentioned the four sites. What about YouTube? You know, I don't talk a lot about YouTube, but it is a social media site. Do you like seeing video resumes from people? Yeah, I think that. Um,
1: you you have to be you have to be careful about being a novelty. That the creative um, YouTube resumes work sometimes, depending on how well they're put together. There are lots of great companies. We, we are great friends with the company Spark Hire, and, and there's lots of great companies that let you do professional video resumes. And so I think that's important. I've seen um, from graphic designers and, and people that are in creative industries. I've seen mm-hmm. fantastic video resumes. Um, if I got a video resume from like a CFO you know that might be a little little <laughs> strange just because they're they're not in that creative mindset right. same thing with creative resumes um, you know when I get resumes from a, a marketing person and their resume has a little dazzle to it I'm like no, oh, that's that's interesting that's what they do when I get it from an HR professional person I'm like hmm that's you know, it's just—it's really about the industry you're in, and if you're going to be go and do something creative, that's fine. But just make sure it's very professionally done mm-hmm. and not just kind of thrown together in your basement, you know, mm-hmm. with with whatever. So uh, you have to, there. There is a fine line, but they can work. They can absolutely work mm-hmm. and make you stand out if they're done well.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and Susan, have you seen them used effectively?
2: I've not seen a lot of them. I and and. The same thing I would say with sabrina that Sabrina just said um you know if if someone is going to be for example a community manager, they're wanting to be a community manager for for a brand a big brand or something, it can be a great way to set yourself apart
3: mm-hmm.
2: but your your uh, basic office cubicle job, I would say just you know you could look in certainly look into um what the company is require or wanting requesting from you that's how you really need to look at it but there are some great companies out there like spark hire that you can do a professional um video and and when when we say professional, you keep it professional
3: mm-hmm.
2: um i i've ha- i've used um Video for a while now and i I love being goofy because that's just me that's my personality I think you can when you' when you're doing that bit the, the videos if you if you choose to use them it's okay to be to show a little bit of your personality i think mm-hmm. um that's 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 totally fine but there is a there is a fine line you just really need to look at how that company is wanting to be uh for you to interview and mm-hmm. uh, and go from there. So,
0: right, great. Well, you know, amazingly enough, ladies, we are already at the top of the hour, and I'm sure I well, I know I definitely have more questions, and and I'm sure this will generate more questions. So, I would love to have you back on again in the future, but for now, one last time, let's tell everybody how they can reach you. So, Susan, go first. How do people connect with you online?
2: Well, I would say the best way is just if you're on Twitter, go to at Susan Avello, because then you can find my link to my About Me page. And just Google Susan Avello, you should be able to find me. My blog is HR Virtual Cafe. And, uh, yeah, I'm everywhere.
0: Great. Sabrina.
1: Yeah, same thing, Sabrina L. Baker on Twitter. Um, If you go there or LinkedIn, Sabrina Baker, you'll be able to find all the links to everywhere else and would love to connect with anybody who's listening
0: perfect and if if people aren't already connected with me you know I'm why the heck not it's very easy to find me the easiest way is to go to my website which is Deb dot com and all the links are there again ladies thank you so much this has been very very informative I love it when I have guests on and I learn stuff um, so this was fabulous and I look forward to having you on again thank you very much thank you bye-bye bye
3: Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road to Mile High radio malha on the world wide web for your listening pleasure
4: This podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network For more top business podcasts visit c-weetradio.com.